We only got one life, so it's time to live it for. I don't hesitate, I embrace every day. Cause we only got one life, so it's time to live it for. It's not about trying to achieve more or gain, but rather how to lose and let go. Let me explain. Once you let go of all things that aren't significant, you'll be left with everything that is truly important. I'm living everyday life with a purpose. Living everyday life with a purpose. This is another episode of the podcast. Live it for. Hey, it's time for an episode of the Live It Full Podcast. I'm Richard. I am in the studio today. I'm going to bring you some uh, good news, I think. But a little housekeeping before we get started. If you've listened to the podcast, if you like us, if you've shared our message ever, go ahead and leave us a review. Share us with your friends and family. Take a screenshot. Do whatever you can. Beat those Facebook algorithms. Get our message out there. Find us on YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, everywhere that we are. We would really appreciate you sharing our message. So back to business. I was sitting here this week and I was debating on, uh, I had a couple different uh, podcast ideas rolling around. Um, Sometimes I brainstorm content ideas, but 90% of the time it's things that are going on in our life, right? And I had two different ideas of what I was going to talk about. And then I realized how well they went together when I wasn't even thinking about them going together. So instead of doing two different podcasts, which would probably be smart because then I'd have more content for another week, I'm going to kind of combine the two and talk about something that um, some things that happened in the past couple of weeks and how I responded um, negatively and positively and just kind of going through that situation and where. Um, I definitely could have done better, but part of, um, any dynamics and relationships, having yin and yang and good and bad and, and having that person that, uh, you, you spend your life with or your friends that you do life with your family of choice being there for you. And so I want to talk a little bit about that. So a little bit of background when Caitlin and I got married, I remember one of the, uh, one of our bridesmaids at our wedding said, Richard's the calm to the storm. Which to most people on the outside definitely seems true, right? I'm a little more stoic in character. Um, I have kind of that resting, mean-looking face. I've shaved my head and have a big beard. I'm probably a little more intimidating, but I, I stay pretty, pretty level keel most of the time. Caitlin uh, definitely wears her emotions a little more visibly, Um, she's one of those that laughs at inappropriate times, which I love about her. And, um, she is a happy crier and a sad crier and a, um, anything in between those two things, something might make her cry. Um, I don't know if you remember those ASPCA Sarah McLaughlin commercials, tears down her face every time. And so she could probably come across being a little more emotional than I do. But I remember one of the bridesmaids saying that at our at our wedding, at our reception. And I remember Caitlin like squeezing my hand and kind of laughing. And a few years later, it got blown, thrown up in my face. Like he, people think you're the you're the calm to the storm. You're not. You're the storm most of the time. And I took a little bit of offense to that, but she's probably not wrong. I am really unemotional until I'm not. Until it boils over. And I think there's a lot of people that can relate with that, that understand when you don't deal with things, um, when you don't remove stress, when you don't work out, when you don't figure out a way to refill your cup, 
you'll keep pouring until there's until it's empty. And so I'm really bad about that. I think Caitlin's better about recharging on a, on a daily basis. Um, I try to be, but, but that's the reality of it. Our personalities are different. And thank God for that. Because last week I got to a point where the storm was around me and I was about to unleash. Um, it was building in me. There was chaos. It was, um, you know, a tough week. Um, I think that people get on social media and we share these highlight reels of the good and rightfully so we want to share those good moments, the hits, not the strikeouts, the, the finished product, not the struggle we went through to get there or the great relationships that we have when reality is that's just a small moment. That's a highlight. It's not, it's not the total picture, right? And so I'm sitting there last week and we had a lot going on I and mean, we're finishing up this house build. We've been in it a month. There's issues with, I mean, just stuff. I mean, I think it's all pretty normal stuff, but it doesn't make it any less frustrating. Um, how to, you know, just going through different things. We're in a weird economy where you can't get some things you can, sometimes it's going to be more expensive. Sometimes it's going to be unavailable. You have to compromise. Anyways, we're at a point where I was pretty frustrated, like real frustrated. And I don't know why, because I don't think it was the one or two singular things that I was dealing with that day that sent me over the edge. But like, I had to get out. I had to get away from everything. Kids were going to drive me crazy. They were, and I love them and I want to be with them. Um, but I was at a point where it was, it was about to get bad. And we had with me, I mean, I was going to blow up and I don't want to do that. When I was younger, I had the less issue with doing it. Now I try to regulate that a little bit more. Um, call it self-awareness, age, maturity, whatever you want to do. I know that me losing myself to rage doesn't solve anything. Once upon a time, I thought it did, but it, it seldom actually does any good. And so we, when we had some other issues, we, uh, for, for those of you that know, we were, we haven't just talked about building a house, but we, uh, it hadn't rained substantially in our area for over a year. We've been in one of those, you know, uh, 50 year cycle drought kind of deals where hadn't had much rain, literally probably three inches in the last year we'd had, Put in perspective, I think we had 16 inches in May, June, July of last year. From July to July of this year, we had like maybe two and a half, three inches. Well, we got a bunch of rain the other day. Great. We wanted the rain. We are thankful for it. First thing you say is, blessed be the name of the Lord who brings forth rain. Like We were excited about it until we realized how muddy our place is because we don't have any landscaping done. Our our driveway, which is like probably a thousand feet from beginning to end with a circle, is red dirt for the, not all of it, but you know, the last two, 300 feet, cause we didn't have time to finish it. Hadn't been an issue because we hadn't had any rain. So all of a sudden we've got a messy mess with kids and dogs and cars and the potential for, um, kind of getting stuck out there. And it, and I think it all culminated to me being the storm. I'm thankful for a partner who's not the storm when I am. And vice versa. Sometimes that sometimes in life we major the minor and we minor the major. And Caitlin may argue with me and she's not here to defend herself. So I'm going to say it. Um, sometimes she'll minor the major. She'll make bigger things out of small things. I have a problem with minimizing big things. It's not a big deal. When it should be treated as such. And those are diametrically probably opposed in how they're they're similar, but they're different issues. And so I'm less likely to minor the major until 
I reach my boiling point until my cup is empty or full, however you want to look at it. Then the minor is going to something minor is going to be what sets me off where she's a little more even kill overall. But, and this is part of the message. You have to surround yourself with people who aren't just like you. We have a tendency to want an echo chamber on social media, just to listen to the people that we think are right. Um, and, and social media does it because of their algorithm driven to where they want you to see things that keep them on their, their product, on their app. And if you disagree with it, you generally close it or you unfollow somebody or you hide it. Um, and I think that's why, like in the 2020 election, you had so many people who genuinely on the left or right thought there was no way the other candidate was going to win or even go back to 2016 because all they saw was support for their candidate, their cause, the thing that they believe in. I think it's good to have people around you with opposing personalities and skill sets that complement what you do. It was, I saw Grant Cardone post this the other day and I, I posted it somewhat as a joke, but he said to, to list all the people around you and put, if they're an asset or a liability, it's kind of harsh, right? But it, the reality is, do you have assets or do you have liabilities around you? I mean, I think all the people I've surrounded myself with are assets and they have different skill sets than I do. But I think the big deal is the person that I spend the majority of my time with, my wife, has a different coping way, a different skill set. If we were both held it all in until it exploded, we would there would be some knockdown, drag out bad moments in our lives. But because she generally remains calm when I am frantic and I am calm when she is frantic, it's a good relationship and it works. And so that's one thing that I would tell you. I mean, I think when you're out there, if you're out there and you're single or you're looking for business partners or any relationships, look for the ones that complement what you do. Find people who are strong in what you are weak. And I think that you'll be happier. Life goes better. Things just work. So I was thinking about that. That's what I was going to podcast about this week. That's really, that's like 10 minutes. That's like a full podcast. I could, I could leave it at that, that she really is the calm to me, to my storm sometimes when the chaos just is all around me. But you know what, what snapped me out of it? And I don't know why, and I don't know how all of a sudden it's lifted, but I think prayer goes into that. It goes back into the faith side that when I know that I'm in a mode of, of chaos or I feel unbalanced is because I've let my faith or my family get behind other things. And so I took the dogs for a walk. I went down to our tank and uh, had to saw the, one of the prettiest sunsets I've seen in a while. The sky was beautiful. Had some water around us. And God just said, chill out, Rich. Enjoy the sunset. Enjoy this moment. Life's good. And you have to remind yourself sometimes that we have problems that other people wish they had. The problems I've encountered the last couple of weeks have been because we built our dream house. We are flipping a house. We have the resources to do that and some of the challenges that go along with that. And so I started thinking about, I started journaling again on daily what I'm grateful for. But instead of just doing, oh, it's I'm, I'm thankful for the family. I'm thankful for my businesses. I'm thankful for my I'm grateful for 
my friends, I took a different approach with it because I know I'm grateful for those things. Do I still write them down? Yes. But I wrote down the problems I had and I wrote that I am grateful for this. Because problems that are solved create strength. Adversity that we face makes us stronger. We can't want to grow and deny pain. And so I am grateful for the hardships I've had the past couple of weeks that caused me to become chaotic and frantic. And this week when they hit, I was better with it. Because I said, you know, I've got first world problems. I have problems that people out there are praying to have. Yeah, I don't want them to all happen at once like they have this week. Um, but at the end of the day, they're good problems. I would rather have those problems than not have those problems. And so I had to really put that in perspective. And so I was thinking about these storm analogies and the things that go along with the chaos and the, the being that calm in the storm. And something popped up on my Facebook memories that was from Mark... Um, Mark Batson or Batterson from the circle maker. And it said, if you never step off the boat, you never know if you can walk on water. Oh, I started thinking about that. I started thinking about the correlations with that in the storm, because if, if you know, if you've read obviously in, in Matthew and it's 14, 22 to 23 ish kind of where it starts, where Jesus walks on the water. Well, there's a storm brewing, right? The wind's blowing. Jesus is on the shore. The disciples go out far enough they can barely see him, and Jesus walks on water. He tells Peter to get out of the boat when he gets a little bit closer because Peter's like, is it you, Lord? Yeah, it's me. They were scared. And so, Peter, I have to go back, and I try to always humanize the people we read about in the Bible. And what I mean by that is I think about them as humans, not, not the saint, Peter. But we've canonized him to be, but the man who was once a fisherman, who was scared, who knew Christ, who saw miracles and denied him three times. I try to humanize it and understand the emotion they were going through. So I'm thinking about Peter out on this boat, who's a fisherman by trade. So he's been in some rough seas, theoretically, right? Dude's lived on a boat. He's not your seasick tourist going to, you know, Gilligan's Island. Like the, the dude's familiar with the boat, familiar with the waves. It'd have been easy to stay in the boat, right? When the storm's raging around you and you see a ghost-like figure out across the water, it says, Peter, come to me. It'd been a lot easier to stay in the boat, right? He's comfortable in the boat. But he took that first step. Now, if you read it, he took the first step and he got a little scared and he started to sink. But he took that first step. And I think there's so many things we can take away from that. The first being, maybe it's, maybe it's not a boat you're on. Maybe it's a job that you just hate. Maybe it's a bad relationship. And I'm not even talking about with a spouse. Maybe it's a bad relationship with an employee or a family member or a, a good friend. Maybe it's unhealthy and you need to take a step from it. Maybe it's just sloth, gluttony. Maybe that couch is a, or maybe your boat is a couch. You're just on it a little too much. But if you don't take that first step out of the boat, you'll never know if you can walk on water. 
you'll never know if you can do it. The hardest step is going to be that first step. It requires the most faith. How many times in your life do you think that Jesus looked at you and said, come, come to me. I'm here. I will make sure that you walk on water. And we've been scared and comfortable and we stayed in the boat. I think it happens all the time. And it's amazing. I I had posted that on Facebook seven years ago. So 2015. It's amazing how the things I was struggling with then seem so minor now because I can do them with ease or I can overcome those adversity with no problems. But at the time, they seemed insurmountable. I was scared to step out of the boat. I think the second part of that is Peter, who should have had more faith than anyone. I mean, out of a few hundred million people maybe in the world then, don't know the exact population number. Somebody don't hit me up with them. But out of a lot of people, there were 12 disciples that saw what Jesus did. One stole from him theoretically as a treasurer, betrayed him. And then you have Peter, the leader, who didn't have faith all the time. You had Thomas that doubted him. I may go through all of it, but Peter denied him. He even was walking on water and saw the wind and got scared and began to sink. So I think the second part of this is you're going to take that first step out of the boat. Things aren't always going to go smoothly. I wish I could tell you Jesus standing there and, and saying, it's going to be all right, son. It's going to be all right, daughter. I'll carry you. And you have that faith and you get out of the boat. Sometimes you're going to start sinking. You have to be prepared for that. And you have to be prepared to know that. Reach out for him. He'll save you. He'll pull you up. And then he's going to say, you have little faith. Why did you doubt? And then you're going to climb back in the boat. The wind's going to die down. And you're going to turn to God, turn to Jesus and say, you really are the son of God, aren't you? You've got to take that first step out of the boat. Maybe that second step, you start sinking. Keep the faith. I wonder what Peter would have done had he kept walking. Had he kept the faith. Had he kept his eyes on his goal, on Christ. What could he have done? I mean, the man still did amazing things with the rest of his life. The Christian church wouldn't be there without Peter, the rock. But he struggled too. So sometimes when you get down on yourself and you think you're on an island, we all have had trouble taking that step out of the boat. Everyone. There's always something. Peter had trouble taking that step out of the boat. He had trouble when he took the second step. Don't be afraid. Don't let fear run your life. Faith helps us overcome fear. So when, when you're in the midst of the storm and you're on that boat and the seas are raging and it'd be way more comfortable to stay on the boat, don't be afraid to take that step. Don't be afraid to take that second step. You can do it. You know, I'm going to wrap it up with that. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. I hope that 
If you got something out of it, shoot me an email, shoot me a DM, let me know. We appreciate you. We love you. And we hope you continue to live it full. into this entire episode that means you gain some type of value so make sure you leave a review and subscribe so you never miss an episode of living for living everyday life with a purpose living everyday life with a purpose make sure you embrace every single day and we'll see you next time on the living for podcast